0: Hey, what's up guys? How's it going? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Adias. Don't forget guys, the ultimate dental marketing book, actually just the ultimate marketing book is out there for you guys and it's available and it's 100% free. We literally put a year and a half work into this, like combining all of our uh, research, all of our methods and systems. So guys, this book is filled with tested and proven systems, strategies, methods, and tactics to bring in new patients as soon as possible, ASAP, within this week, okay? So in this book, there's leading marketing experts sharing their strategies, KOLs, coaches, and high-producing practice owners. They've all contributed to this book to make sure everything is effective. Every sentence you're reading, every strategy you're reading is effective. And guys, there's no fluff in this book. It's just literally meat and potatoes, strategy after strategy. So we talk about uh, ground marketing, obviously. We talk about insurance, SEO, content marketing, direct mailers, social media marketing, so much more on what to do, how to do it, and everything like that. Video marketing. So, guys, go check it out. It's going to be the first link in the show notes below. The book is called 10,000 Patients Tested and Proven Methods to Bring in New Patients This Week. So proud of this book. So, it's free for all of you guys. Make sure you download it, make sure you read it, um, and also uh, take a screenshot. Take a screenshot of you downloading it or you reading it and then send it to me and I'll I'll put it up on the Instagram and on our Facebook group, which, by the way, guys, if you haven't joined our free Facebook group, it's the Dental Marketer Society. That's going to be the second link in the show note below too as well. So go ahead and join that where we talk a lot more about the episodes and everything you're listening to. But what I want to do is I want to talk about this guest on this episode. Super cool guy. I found him on Instagram under Thrive Dentistry. Maybe some of you guys have, might be following him as well. Um, him and his wife. He looked really cool when I started talking to him. Even cool. It feels like I'm known, Nathan, it feels like I've known you for a really long time. <laughs> You're such a great guy, man. I appreciate everything you do. It's Nathan Coglin. You
1: know, people talk about like corporate, they're like, oh man, like when people are coming out of school, like oh, a corporate, I don't want to be at the corporate, but corporate was good for us because it allowed us to get, you know, that immediate income. you get pretty decent money right off the bat. Say, for instance, okay, investors probably know of like, you know, Pacific Dental or Western Dental or mm-hmm. like these big people have like hundreds and hundreds of offices and they have hundreds and hundreds of offices for a reason. They may not be exactly the model you want to do, but they have good, like they have good systems and stuff in place that you can model. Like you don't have to necessarily use like their total system, but there's a reason and it, it helps you kind of realize like oh this is a potentially a good way to do business or a way i don't want to do business but at least you can pick up their systems and tweak as needed so that's kind of what we did we picked up i was like hey this is cool i like this and it's this like this maybe not how i want to treat my employees a dentist, but like i see the systems you guys are doing i'm like okay cool like this makes sense it's good
0: Nathan and I talk about, or mainly I get nosy like always, right, and dive into his business. And he has humongous goals, guys. I'm talking about eventually in two years from now, he's going to probably own more than 100 practices. And so he's on his eighth practice, I believe, right about now. And just hear how he's been scaling it, how he's been growing it, the struggles he's been going through from his first startup to now, the partnerships he's had to deal with. Um, what he's learned from working at corporations, the type of marketing he's doing. One thing I want to mention really quick that I think is totally, totally just the whole episode's worth listening to, but this specific part too, as well. Um, he talks about Pinterest marketing. And that's something i've it's never even been on my radar, Pinterest. I know my wife is on it. And then I thought about it, and I thought exactly what he said, Most of the, you know, demographic we target for marketing, have Pinterest, and spend most of their time on Pinterest. And so I was like, oh my gosh, he's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant, and him and his wife are brilliant, and the way they market, the way they do a lot of things. So guys, without further delay, here is Dr. Nathan Coughlin. Nathan, how's it going, man?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Just had a, a crazy busy day, like we are talking before this started. Busy is good, so life is good, I cannot complain.
0: Yeah, man, that's nice. That's really, really nice. Before we kind of like get into it and everything, tell us a little bit about yeah. your your past, your present. how did you get to where you are today?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you this interesting, well, I think it's an interesting version of how I came to this this spot here. So my story is slightly different. Uh, I grew up in Canada, so I'm Canadian born and raised. My story is different though, because I, I was studying for the DAT back in the day, a long time ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up taking the test and the Canadian DAT, if there's been a Know that's slightly different than the American DAT. So what it is, is in a Canadian version, you have this piece of soap, like maybe six inches big by maybe like a half inch around. And uh, you have to carve out these little portions, like a square or a triangle or something very specific, uh, specific into the soap. And I go to the test. And of course, you're preparing for like, you know, so long for this test, like everything like rides on this test. And so I'm going and I, I do the thing, I do the carving come out I'm like cool that went amazing everything's like spawning on boom I nailed it and then after each section you go and you talk to your friends because you have a section you do it you talk to your friends and then you go to the next section and so on <laughs> so forth. So we get out and they're like oh yeah that 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 square was tough because it was like you know 16 millimeters by 16 by 16. I was like mm, no was it? like it was like 20 by 20 by 20 they're like no man you're wrong. And I know like of course everybody's saying the same thing. So I'm like, oh man, like I messed up. So then I knew it. Like as soon as I, as soon as I got, like, talked to everybody I'm like, man, I messed up And the Canadian schools. are so competitive, like so competitive. So I had good GPA, but I knew because I messed up on that like one part on the DAT. Like I was, I was screwed. Mm-hmm. And so do the whole test, get the results back. Everything's good. Of course, except for that it's so carving. So in Canada, you can't retake the test. Like in the States, you can retake it all the time. In Canada, it was like six months before I could retake it. So I retook it. Everything went well. But by that part time, it's like March. And so it's late the game. Like people are getting into the dental school in like, you know, August, like July, August, September. So I'm in March. I'm like, oh my gosh, freaking out. So I applied to the Canadian schools. So like, yeah, everything's good, but we won't accept your second grade until next year. So I was like, oh man, this, I was like, I can't wait another year. <laughs> so I applied to Boston <laughs> and uh, LA, I was at USC, actually in LA, got into USC and, and BU I was like, all right, I gotta go somewhere. I'm like, I don't want to be the cold anymore. All the buses in the cool city. Yeah. I like, I can't be there anymore. New York, so I went to LA, and it was crazy. And I say that story because it's literally like five seconds that changed my life forever. You know, that's how long I glanced at the numbers. I probably should have glanced for more than five seconds. I mean, that's was, that was the problem. <laughs> but and that 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 one glance, that five seconds, changed my life forever. Because if I would have seen that number correctly. I would have went to a Canadian school, would have met my wife or whatever. Everything would have been in in Canada. But instead of that, I messed up on that part, did well in the second, had to go to the States, uh, went to LA, loved it, met my girlfriend who is now my wife in dental school, Um, went to ortho at USC, did everything there, and then stayed in the States since then. So it's crazy how one decision, like one thing that you think is, going to destroy you. I was like, damn, this is like the worst thing in the world. Ended <laughs> up being like the absolute most amazing thing ever. So that's my journey to becoming like a dentist. And then, then from there, it gets crazier, but we can, we can kind of go into that.
0: So were you living in Canada at the time
1: or no? You were living... So I was in like when I was applying for school, I was in Edmonton, Alberta. So it's like a, a city kind of like above Montana.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Before, I mean, I guess, have you always envisioned yourself Being in Canada, like, working, practicing there?
1: Yeah, dude. So so this is still, like, after I got into USC in L.A., I was like, cool, I'm going to do my four years and, like, bounce back to Canada. Like, that's just me. I'm a Canadian boy. Like, that's it. No. And so and so I, I was in school and then of course I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. Like LA is kind of nice. You know, it's sunny. Yeah. <laughs> Weather, weather's beautiful. Ladies are beautiful. Like this is, is good. Yeah." Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so it, it was probably after my second year. So I met my, my girlfriend and I was like, okay, like this is kind of getting serious. And then I had to kind of make a decision. It's tough, man. Like anybody, I'm sure there's people listening who have immigrated to different countries and it's tough initially. And then, but now, like I can't envision myself anywhere different. Like I, for me, I, I would, I can't go back to Canada. No, I can't. but I, I just don't see myself there. Um, and Dallas is an awesome city, man. Like we're super lucky. Economy is good. Weather is good, minus like a snowstorm every few years or
0: everything. <laughs> that's rare, man. That's rare. Like that's, never, that's
1: rare. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's crazy. like One every like a few years, and it's like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, so, like an, an amazing city. It's really, it's crazy. It's so up and coming and uh, the growth is is nuts. So like, it's very fortunate for us because we can open up multiple offices and grow it. And it's not like I didn't say it's easy by any means, but it's probably easier than in some other spots. So um, yeah, we're super fortunate.
0: Yeah, because I hear like in Canada, uh, the loans are higher, right? Marketing is different over there too. Like it's not the same in the States and stuff like that. So you definitely got a lot going for you and a lot. Kind of not, you know what I mean? As far as like yep. how you want to grow and things like that. So, you, yep. grew, yeah, you yeah. went from LA to Dallas. Well, how'd you get to <laughs> Dallas?
1: <laughs> so, we, um you know, like the LA market, I'm sure people are listening. LA is a tougher market. My wife's dad is a dentist. So, my wife's Korean and her dad's in K Town, in Koreatown Town in LA. And it's a super tough market. Like, I'm sure you know, and, and some listeners know it's a tough market. And so, we are just like, okay, cool. Once I graduate, we need to think of something different. Like, all of our friends were kind of moving around. so we're trying to figure it out. And then we had some friends in Dallas and we literally came out here for like two days. We're like, okay, this is a pretty cool city. Like there was tons of opportunity. Let's try it out. So we flew down a couple days, like cool this is good. And then I basically started talking to big companies, kind of corporate companies and then started, started working out on here. And then the first six months was really tough for my wife because she's born and raised in LA. And so, you know, that transitions out. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas has grown a ton. Dallas- is, yeah, it's like a, it's not, obviously it's not like an LA, but it's a big city, right? So, yeah. but then that's like 10 years-ish ago. I mean, it started to develop, but it wasn't the same as now. So it was tough for the first six months was tough. And then now it's kind of like we have such a good group uh, community here that we're the same thing. Like we can't imagine ourselves going back to, to California now. So it's changed. It's good though. How long have you been in Dallas? So we moved here in 2013. Yeah, 2013. Okay. Okay, yeah. So like almost, yeah. almost 10 years. Almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. From LA to Dallas. That's like <laughs> from In-N-Out to Whataburger, man. It's a whole different. <laughs> that, 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 that's a good comparison. <laughs> it's, uh, dude, it's really, really different. But Dallas is, has grown a ton. I mean, like I know Frisco is saturated right. with like a ton of practices, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually good. So it's, you know, people think like, oh, cool. Like I can just come out to Texas and open up and boom, like I'm good. But it's not, yeah, there's, there's spots. Like I'm actually in Frisco right now, tons of competition. So this is our, our kind of like my fourth office in Frisco and it took a minute to get going. And then we opened up in Allen and Allen's the same thing. It took a little bit to get going. So it's not just like cool. Like you open up shop and like you're good, but yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it's probably better than some other markets, but it's definitely not by any means. Like you know, one dentist for every 20,000 people or something like that. It's, yeah, It's not like that. It's not like that at all. Ta- Wait, Nathan, this is your fourth practice? Uh, so I'm a part of seven offices.
0: What? I thought.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. In
0: my mind, I was thinking like, this is, you're barely starting up right now. Like you're, this is your first practice. Dude, you you're yeah, part of seven?
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I mean I, we can talk about that a little bit too. Because I have experience with, you know, working corporate working with friends, working with my wife. Um, We're forming a DSO now. So we we kind of have a little bit of everything. And I think there's good and bad to everything. And there's no right way to do it. But, Mm you know, people talk about like corporate. They're like, oh man, like when people are coming out of school, like a corporate, I don't want to be a corporate. But corporate was good for us because It allowed us to get, you know, that immediate income you get pretty decent money right off the bat. Say, for instance, okay, investors probably know like, you know, Pacific Dental or Western Dental or Mm -hmm. like these big people have like hundreds and hundreds of offices. And they have hundreds and hundreds of offices for a reason. They may not be exactly the model you want to do, but they have good, like they have good systems and stuff in place that you can model. Like you don't have to necessarily use like their total system, but there's a reason. And it, it helps you kind of realize like oh this is a potentially a good way to do business or a way i don't want to do business but at least you can pick up their systems and tweak as needed so that's kind of what we did we picked up i was like hey this is cool i like this and it's this like this Maybe not how I want to treat my employees a in, in dentist, but like I see the systems you guys are doing. I'm like, okay, cool. Like this makes sense. It's good. So I, I learned a ton for corporate. Like I, I mean, I recommend it just because I think it's, it's good to get the that experience. It's tough to go straight. And this is just my personal experience with this, <laughs> um, but I think it's tough to go straight into private practice because you're literally just learning that one way um, by that one dentist or if you're taking over office or however it goes. Where I was kind of jumping around, so I could learn bits and pieces from everyone. I was like, okay, cool, this is good, this isn't good. And for me, that was the way to go. But obviously, that's not the way uh, for everybody. But yeah,
0: yeah, man, what does that mean? You're part of seven price. So do you own or like how does that go?
1: Yep. Yeah. So I'll do like a quick one. So we basically opened up. Um, I had partnered up with some friends at one office, so they had one that was already going. So I brought in Ortho and took um, some equity in that. And then my wife and I opened up our own. Then I opened up with a friend. And then my wife and I opened up and we opened up and we opened up. And then I opened up with some friends. And then I opened up another one with the partners. So we have some that are just us, some that are with partners. But now my wife doesn't really practice. I and mean, she practices a little bit. If she hears it, she, she do want me to say that. <laughs> She's so frustrated. She's like, Nathan, what are you talking about? So <laughs> As needed. We'll say that. N- yeah. P.R. that's not her love that's not her love you know some dentists come out they're like i love dentistry like i can't wait to get that that crown looking so pretty (laughs) that that wasn't exactly her she i mean you and your listeners know dentistry is stressful man that's really really tough so if you don't have that big passion for it it gets tough and it's a serious thing and we talked to our friends about this too like you know the mental health thing and stuff in dentistry is no joke like you got to make sure you have a good support network because Especially if you're opening up your own, like there's days, man. There's days where I remember my friends did the same thing too. I get some of your listeners this too. I remember like literally staring at the wall, like being like two feet away from the wall, being like, "What the heck? Like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like, what is going on?" There, you know. Every yeah. time you start a small business, you just kind of freaking out. You're like, I've already school loans, and now I'm taking another like five, six hundred grand to open this office. Like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think having yeah, that support is is like vital.
0: What is the latest uh, practice that you opened up?
1: Um, So the latest one is in Staxi. So that's like a smaller community. um, That's it, just northeast of Dallas. So they're all basically like the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we're... This year we're gonna open up one in in San Antonio as well. So oh, Riverwalk, starting to expand. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: I have been there a couple of times.
1: <laughs> that one I've partnered with some friends too, who have some other ones down there. So it, it should be good.
0: Yeah, San Antonio would be. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Okay, so then when did the latest one open up on or day?
1: So I'll I'll, I'll have a list. The latest two uh, we did Allen in. Like literally, when COVID happened, we opened the office. It was the worst. We did it. if you was was like, trying to. Yeah, and we did one in like March, Aprilish, twenty twenty. Basically, we are like, "Cool, we're good to go." And they're like, "All right, all offices are shut down." I'm like, awesome. Getting <laughs> 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 awesome. started. <laughs> Just, oh, that one, and then um, the one in Saxony was like a little less than a year ago, probably like nine, ten months ago, or something like that. So,
0: how hard was it? To overcome out of that that COVID, where it's like shut down, and you're like, were you thinking like, let's just kill it or nah? I mean, yeah,
1: it was. T- <laughs> so like each office, you know, each office kind of presents its problems, but some some of them like the, our latest one at Saxy, like it opened, I was like, all right, like we're good. Like I, you can tell there's people slowing. We have good dogs. Like it, I was like, okay, we're good. Allen, because we opened up during the pandemic, and it's a kind of a tougher area. I was just like, holy smokes, like we. This is a good example, and, and owners know this. For the first year and a bit, we took zero money from there. So we were just like, yeah, just kind of screaming by. Plus, we had associates, so we had to make sure that the services were paid. So it was tough. Like, if I could have pulled the plug on it, like, if it's easy to, I probably would have. But of course, if like you've already spent 500 k or whatever it is, so you're not, you're not going to be walking away. But yeah, it was, it was rough. Like, only in the past maybe six to eight months... Has it been like, okay, cool. Like we're good. We're starting to produce like things are good. But yeah, it was, it was tough, man. That COVID thing was, was no joke for that office. Now Mm -hmm. COVID for the other offices, it was kind of crazy. I don't know if it was like this for the people you know, but as soon as we came out of COVID, it was just like booming. Like I don't know what happened, but it was just like, okay, everybody's waiting to come in or I don't know what was going on. But yeah, it went kind of nuts. So I mean, we lucked out. So we could, you kind of rely on other offices just in case Alan wasn't doing as good. So yeah, we, we got lucky.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's what I wanted to rewind a little bit and ask you yeah. about the the corporate, right? Like working for yeah. corporate. Mm-hmm. What systems did you pick up where you're like, oh my gosh, these are the best. Ba- I never thought about that. I'm utilizing it until today. You're like, I utilized it. And what systems were you like, I hope nobody ever does this. This is the crappiest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It's like <laughs> system-wise sir.
1: Okay. I'm sure like everybody knows that has been in corporate. Like the one system where like one philosophy they do is it's like, jam as many patients as you possibly can to do this like they'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. That was like, they'll figure it out. And we're like, hey, we need to be we need to be more organized. That being said, like of course I started this off by saying like, hey, we're we're very busy today. Yeah. So we had enough we had, we had enough assistance and like the flow is good and it's it's better. The corporate, I'd see 50, 60, 70 patients and I'd have like two assistants, which is just bonkers. Like I'm just like, dude, I can't I can't do this. i, I text the regional and I'll look at the schedule and I'm like, hey, we're trying to be productive. Like I can't be productive. Like there's so many patients. Like if somebody wants to start, they're gonna have to wait two, three hours. Like I'm not cool with that. So loading up the schedule, not good. The one that we're still trying to implement, which I love, but it takes a ton of money. and We're not there yet, but one day we will be there. Mm -hmm. Is that, so like for instance, for ortho, you know, we try to systematize everything. If you have multiple, you have to. If you have one or two, not the end of the world, but once you get beyond that, you really systematize it. Mm -hmm. They have this great program where it's like, they will make you input things before you can advance, before you can do a treatment plan. So say, for instance, I'd be like, okay, this patient is class one, 10 millimeters crowding, yada, yada, yada. I'd go through that whole system before you can give them the treatment plan, which is amazing because it forces you to have all the information in there before you're presenting a treatment plan. You no, know, because the problem is, and we run into this sometimes too, is you're going all over the place and you give the patient a treatment plan, you do all these things and then you forget to write your notes and like a couple of days go by and then you're kind of like, oh, what do we do? Or you have to run all these reports, try to figure out which notes were good. Then you have to call the docs, make sure, hey, you got this note. And so it's a pain. So we can do reports and all that stuff, but I'm working on like this Excel sheet low thing that will help me out but like some of that stuff i'm just like oh that's good but there's is proprietary to them you know it's not like mm-hmm. you know EagleSoft or like an open dental that you can modify it's like their own system um but yeah that's what i'm saying like some of the stuff they do like that is just it's, it's awesome it's, it's really good
0: so you what do you mean by like when you said not enough money yet to make that
1: oh well i that's a good thing i don't fully know but my thought process is it's if you want to make a pro I mean, I'm pretty sure if you want to make a program like that, it's basically you're making your own version of Open Dental. Because how would it be? It'd be like you'd open up their program. So you would be like you'd open up Open Dental and you'd say, okay, click. We're doing um, it's an ortho consult. And then the, you go, cool. And it'd go, okay, what classification are there? And you'd say, okay, class one. And you click and it'd go to the next screen. It's the next screen, the next screen. But then it would enter all that information into Open Dental or whatever program you're using and then it can generate a treatment plan, and they go from there. So I don't know this, but my estimate—you know this—that I feel like that would be very expensive to basically have a programmer do that. But I could be totally wrong on that too.
0: Are you working on that? Are you working on making that happen or no? I'm doing
1: Excel sheet that is very very dumbed down. That. so. No, one if it's a good idea wants to do that today. We can team up.
0: Yeah, team up. Get me in on that too. I got, I got two dollars, so. That- that's like a game changer, man. Right? Because if you could
1: uh-huh. do stuff like that, then I mean, it, it systematizes everything. Like it, it could be amazing. It's just, I only see it up in big corporates. So I'm like, just assuming that it, it's like a fortune to do it.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is a good system though, to have something like that. Yeah. I, uh, and your yeah. practice, yeah. any systems that you created, like you and your wife or you and like a member or you yourself created right now that you're like really proud of?
1: I mean, so the one that we just, just started and it's, it's just kind of rolling out is the more bigger you get, the more, like I said, more assistance you get. So we have, you know, we have each position. So we have check in, check out. Then we have like insurance, billing, treatment plan. And um, those are kind of the main ones. And then assistance, all that stuff. But now we have for each position, um, we have a set of videos explaining each position, showing how you do certain things in Open Dental. We have booklets and manuals, all that stuff for each position. So, so now when we hire somebody, they do the onboarding stuff where, you know, they do all the payroll stuff. And then they'll get a series of videos along with the manual, so that they can get trained as quick as possible. And then they move on to the next one. Rather than this is what happens in most offices, and you know this, I'm sure they go, "Cool, um, Angela, you're hired. Here is Missy, and she's going to teach you how to check in." <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like it's a terrible system, like it's a horrible. And that's what you can do when you have one office. Because the like the owner's there, so he's like, "Hey, don't do this," but once you get more, it's, it's too, it's too tough. Plus they're going to do all these things that you may not agree with and you, you don't have the checklist. And so getting that organized, honestly, it's been like a six month process, but now we've, we've just kind of wrapped it up because you need like so many videos and it, need, it needs to be good or else it's, It's just lame. It's just entertaining. Yeah, it's just lame. So it's like if if it's not done well, that's like. eh. So that's one thing we just got finished. I'm like, hey, this is cool. Like this, this makes onboarding good because you guys know, like, right now is a crazy time with labor. People are coming in and out, and like, you need to pay people more, and it's it's just nuts. So if you don't have a good efficient way to to onboard, especially if you're trying to grow, it's it's yeah, it's tough.
0: How are you? How are you doing that then, man? Like, how are you finding? people right now and st- yeah. like you know how like there's been people even me like I'm like I'm, I was there for the interview but you didn't show up you know what I mean like how does that even so it's like I, I just
1: today we're supposed to have two assistants coming for an interview both no call no show it's just like it's just like I'm like why are you doing all this stuff too so the f- best thing is this is our philosophy is obviously you have to pay people correct right you can't mm-hmm. that's just a way of, if somebody's making 18 bucks an hour somewhere else like you have to at least do that or more and you have to offer benefits and you have to entice them. So whatever, that's like step number one. Also, if you've treated people really well, they're going to refer their family, friends, and everybody. Not necessarily I think that's always the best, but man, like we have so many family and friends <laughs> that have joined us yeah. from, like people who are already staffed, which I would say 80 or 90% of the time ends up being awesome. So that's how we recruit a lot. And then, yeah, then it's just like the usual, like the dental posts and the Indeeds and just like, give me the deed, all your money. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a number of things. like, we have people who are, that's like pretty much all they're, they're doing. It's just like going through applications and trying to hire because yeah, man, it's, it's no joke now. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. Tough.
0: So with seven people, well, I mean, seven practices, do you have yeah. like, I guess like a hub, like I've known some, some, I guess, practice owners or, you know, CFO, CIOs and stuff like that. They're like, yes, one practice is a hub. That's the call center, blah, blah, blah. You know, is it like that with you or no? It's like everything's separate.
1: So we are in the process, like we're in a big transition. Where right now, everything is pretty much separate. Like if one office is closed, yeah, sure, things will get funneled to different office. But right now everything's pretty much separate. But within the next, definitely probably within the year, we'll get a central billing for sure. I think for us, that'll be the first step. And then soon after that, a call center. We have friends that have gone, um, like pretty close friends that have now 50, 60, 70 offices. And they, like they're telling us, it's kind of like around the 10 office mark where they really had to make that switch. But I mean, once again, that's like, a that's their personal opinion. Like everybody can be different. Some people want to do it less, some people want to do it more. But for right now, it's okay. But at a few of the offices, one or two of the offices, it's just too crazy up front now. Like they're just, if you have if you're doing billing, if you're doing insurance, if you're, calling out patients. Like, there's just physically not enough space unless you have, like, a 5,000-square-foot office. But most of ours are, like, around 3,000. So, um, yeah, we're getting close to that point. We don't have that yet, but they got definitely, definitely close. Is
0: that your goal?
1: Nathan? like, 50,
0: 60, 70? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Are you serious? 150, 200, 300. Dude, like, you're, you're real? <laughs> Wait, you're real. We'll, we'll watch this again. It's you it total BS or this.: <laughs> <laughs> It's like,
0: well, we're back at one. <laughs> Put this down to the yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we had to, we had to trim, down. Had to trim <laughs> down for real. 150. Watch, we're gonna watch this back. Like in a couple years, right. be like, remember when you only had eight or seven? <laughs> now you're at 150. Man, let me let me That's ask you something really quick, Nathan. I've seen this a lot. What are the struggles from going from one practice to two practices? Where did you feel where you're like, dude, this was the struggle? Like opening yeah. it up is a struggle, right? But then transitioning. Right. Because I feel like some people think like, oh, if I got one down, I can get another one, I can get another one. But is it like that? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, that's, that's good. There was like a couple of things with that. So number one, and I, I mean, I see this in my friends too, is, and I'm sure you've heard this, like the golden handcuffs kind of thing where you feel like dentists feel, because they make a good income. Like why do anything else? You're making a decent income, right? Mm-hmm. So the problem is, is you feel like, hey, if I pull away from this, I need to pay somebody to do that same thing, right? And so then you have this, hey, I'm making X amount 100K, to 100 through whatever you're making. And you feel like, hey, man, like I don't have enough income going into this office to pull that away. And that's just like this limiting belief. This is I'll, I'll go through this quickly, which is something I believe in. This guy named Ian Prepner gave this to us like last a couple of weeks ago, us meeting with a couple of people. And he gave us this like little acronym, which I really like. It's called T-Bar. So everything is mindset. I think like everything is mindset. Like The only reason you're successful or not successful is mindset. So T-Bar is your... If, thoughts influence your beliefs which change your actions which deliver different results so it's t-bar so people they're probably coming to you they're like hey man i want more patients like just give me more patients blah blah blah. blah, blah. and they're just looking for this specific result but the problem is there's always going to be issues right so same thing if you're working out like hey i want to i want to my six-pack abs <laughs> whatever you want you want this yeah. you want this one result right But if your thoughts don't change around your mentality, then you're screwed because there's always going to be hardships. So if you don't think, hey, I'm a healthy person. I'm going to work out every day. I'm super healthy, yada, yada. You're screwed. So what you should do is you should say, hey, I'm a healthy person. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do all these things. And that's going to affect what you truly believe in yourself. You truly believe, think like, hey, I am this healthy person, which will then change your actions. Because like, hey, I have to do this because I'm a healthy person. I'm going to eat right, blah blah blah, which then leads to the, to the results, and it's this kind of interesting distinction. So, I, for me, it's the same thing where I think, hey, like I just put it out there into the podcast world, like, hey, we're going to, we're going to do 150 offices. I truly believe that we're going to do a ton of offices. Like I, that is my belief, and my wife and I we kind of keep talking about that. Keep talking about that is our beliefs, and so the actions we're doing are, are supporting that, and the results will follow. But that's like going back to, to going from one to two. Is if you don't have those thoughts like, hey, I can do this and this belief, you're going to do it, you're screwed because what's going to happen is, and I'm sure anybody who's brought on an associate goes, hey, I was making 200 or 300, whatever it was this year. I brought an associate, holy smokes, I'm making 100 now. Like, what happens? You know? yeah. Because they're taking they're that income. And if you don't switch your mentality and say, hey, you know, this is an investment for this next office because I know eventually this office is going to do well. That I could put another substitute in there and pull out. If you don't have that belief for those thoughts and that that thinking, you're kind of screwed. So for me, it's always like, it's my thoughts. This is what I'm going to do. But for some people, they're like kind of trying to dabble and they they get screwed. And I've seen it, but they try to open up a second one and they're kind of trying to bounce back and forth. And now they have double the overhead and they don't have enough people. And it's just, it's, it's a mess. So, yeah, I think getting around that belief system to me was like the, the most important thing, uh, thing to do.
0: The mindset. Uh, the mindset. Yeah. Don't they say like it's harder to imagine a future we want than to remember the past we live through? So we kind of always try and think like, man, I we have to put ourselves like, what does my future self want? Instead of like, what do I want right now? I want yes. a burger, right? But like <laughs> if I want six pack abs, you know, like yeah, things yeah. like that. So. I get yeah. you, man. I get you. Mindset yeah. is huge. So that's the main thing then, you think we need to change.
1: It's interesting, too. Like, they're talking about this as well. It's like, you know, a lot of people, I mean, it's fine. They can just say, yeah, I'm cool with my situation. I'm happy. Everything's all good. But I mean, I kind of surround myself with people who are like, you know, striving to do better, whether it's friends who are in, who are in the old school with me or dentists now or, or the dentist, or just like other people. I, I really like hanging out with people who are like not intense, you know? They're, they're <laughs> yeah. crushing it in some other aspect because I'll tell them something like, oh, we crushed it today. They're like, <laughs> you think that's good? You're like, no, they're kind of clowning on you. And it's good because you realize like, hey, there's these other levels that we can go like, what scares me the most, this is probably why I want so many offices. What scares me the most, it's like 10 years from now, still having the same amount of offices. Like that, that would <laughs> be like terrifying.
0: If I don't grow up, I'm going to be
1: like, what the hell Nathan? What is what What <laughs> is I doing? You know? <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think, I think for me, like mentality is surrounding yourself. What they always say? They said that you are the sum of your five closest friends, you know? So <laughs> if all your friends are just chilling doing one and just kind of, kind of coasting by that likely that's what you're going to be doing. So I try to be specific with kind of like who I'm spending a lot of time with.
0: Yeah. Why, Nathan, I guess, why 10 years from now would you look and be like, I only had 10, I only have 10 offices. Like what the, heck? you know what I mean? When people are like listening and they're like, I, it's been 10 years. I haven't even broken even yet. Like in my first office, like what is happening? Why? Yeah, that's good. So
1: there's a couple, and I think you have to have a good why in order. I think that's like Simon Sinek, right? You'd like start with why. Like your why has to be like a big driving force for you. So we have, and this is going to sound like not self-serving, but kind of like, eh, yeah, like our, yeah, right, yeah, doing this. But we've recently started donating a lot to charity because that's like a big thing for us. We're doing Compassion International, which is like this great organization that is giving basically money to people in different countries who can't afford it. So the idea is, hey, as we grow, like we're going to sponsor probably hopefully around 100 people this year, 100 kids. And that's an ongoing thing for life. Like if we don't do better and better, we cannot keep doing this. Like we, we can't afford it. Like number one, we can't afford it. So we're trying to do these things so that we can sponsor more and more kids. Like if you were to talk to my wife, she's her dreams are that even bigger. She's like, I want to sponsor like a million kids. You know, she wants to do some so part of it is that, right? And that's like the selfless thing. But I mean, obviously, let's be honest, we're in business to make money and to kind of grow and, and to have these kind of big dreams. And for me, I've always been somebody who's like, hey, I want to dream big. Like um, when I was in, in like junior high and high school, so I played basketball. My dream is like, I'm like, Shh, I'm going to go to the NBA. Like, I'm going to crush it. Like I'm, like, I'm going to be like Michael Jordan. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a 5'10 white dean. <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah. But I always felt like these big goals for me. Like, for me today, like today it's a great day. It's super productive. I get to talk to you. We get to, like, discuss these things. It's, it's awesome. Like, that's what I love to do. If I was just, like, chilling at home watching, like, um, Desperate Housewives. <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, this is a terrible. It just isn't fulfilling. But that's not for everybody. Like there's, I have friends that are, you know, like that too. They have their few offices and those like, dude, I'm done. And they want to retire a few years. They want to be done with dentistry and like at 45, have like enough uh, savings or enough uh, investment so that they can live comfortably. And that's it. Like they don't want to do anything else. And that's cool. Like that's them. That's, That's great. But for me, like that is like, literally tortured. Like I could not, I could not do that. So, and that's just, that's just me personally. Yeah.
0: No, I get you. Especially when people talk about like retirement. I'm like, I'm, I'm retired right now. If you think about it, like I'm just, I want to yeah. do what I want. And then until that's it, you know, but that's interesting, yeah. man. And let me ask you something. Cause what is like, if we can dive into your businesses, like what is production collection looking like for your businesses? How many patients are you getting? Because I think in order for people to, I want to start thinking like, okay, I just opened up. I'm I'm yep. getting ten new patients at best a yep. month right now. Production, I wish. I wish I can have a talking about second practice, you know, like where do we go from there? Like what what happens yep. there?
1: So I mean I, I can give you like I I'm open about numbers and stuff. So like for our it depends obviously, each office is so different, but you know, we have a couple offices that are doing a couple million, then we have a couple offices doing in between one and two, and then with our newer offices are doing between six hundred to some of them I haven't been open in years, like six, seven 700, 800 or something. But keep in mind, people are like, you know, if, if it's their first office and they're just a general dentist, it's going to be so much different because I'm ortho. We have my wife at first and partner and associate in there doing general. So if you're just doing general, it's going to be way harder to make bigger numbers. Like it's just tough. Like I do a couple of cases that could produce 10, 20, 30K. Whereas like no newbie GP is gonna be producing that in a day. Like it's just tough. Like they're trying to produce that in a month, you know. Mm-hmm, or yeah. So the num- the numbers are way different. And then our collections are pretty close to those numbers. So we are it doesn't come that far up. That being said, in a newer office, because ortho is it's so strong, our collections will be quite a bit under production for the first year and a half ish, because we do a lot of payment plans. So after the fir- after the next like once it's two years in, collections and productions are, are pretty close. But as far as new patients, like also, we've just been lucky. Like, number one, I think Texas is a great spot. Not too many dentists moved to Texas. <laughs> Texas.
0: Everybody right now, go look at the demographics. crazy okay, <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Come on. Frisco. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you can work with that. so we're good.
1: Right. Uh, so, yeah, we've been lucky with new patients. So on average, a newer office, it probably has seen 60 new patients. The older offices are seen in between 110 to 140. So like the new page numbers are pretty, pretty decent. Obviously that's how we get it. But we, we do everything. Like we, like people are just like, oh, cool. Like I just want to open my office and like, I'm just going to put up a website and do like, I don't know, spend a couple hundred bucks on Google where it's like, nah, man, that doesn't, that doesn't apply. Cause as you know, that's like if you're only spending like the limited amounts on whatever marketing you're doing, it's comes that belief thing again. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to put money out there and you don't get any return immediately. You're like, ah, oh, this isn't working. Like, no, yeah, it doesn't work. That's, that's like the number one thing. I'm like, man, you guys are ridiculous. Like, why does McDonald's have a billboard every 10 feet? Like why, does, like, why is there Starbucks everywhere? Like, there's a reason that these billboards and these magazines, whatever. I mean, marketing works. Like, It, it works. You might not be able to, like, this is one hard thing with, with people who are like online is they go, oh, cool. Like, I want to give you or Facebook or whoever, like 200 bucks. And I want to see X amount of patients come in. And it's like, dude, you can't always 100% track it, right? Like I can give Google or or whoever some money and that patient may see our ads and be like, cool, that's cool. But then they may go to Google and then they may chill out for two weeks and then they may like randomly see us somewhere else and they call in. And we have no idea now that that's coming from Facebook, but that Mm -hmm. actually was from Facebook. You know what I mean? So a lot of times people just like spend money, they don't get a result and they go back. But for us, we know like our belief is, Hey, like marketing works. Like we're gonna do everything. Of course, we're gonna check like you know click through rates and and um, all those different metrics. But yeah, if if we're not like oh we got this patient directly from Facebook or Google or whatever, we don't get enough. Like we stop. It's like nah, man. Like we almost like double down. We're like okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Uh,
0: man. Yeah. What what have you seen with marketing? I guess like could you give us like your plan? Like what are you doing? That's or what have you done where it's like amazing ROI? And then you're like. That are, that this sucks. We're not doing this again. So
1: one thing um, we have not done, which we're kind of thinking of, is, is like postcards and mailers. Like I've only heard bad things. That's just me personally. I know people have done that. haven't had good results. One, this will be surprising probably to most of the listeners. I don't know if you guys do this, but Pinterest. Pinterest is a big one. Like So yeah, very interesting. So I'm at Pinterest. We are, you and I probably are not super familiar with it because... <laughs> it caters to, I believe it's like the 25 to 55 year old females to an average household income of like around hundred K. So I'm like, Oh, like ding, ding, ding. Like this is like exactly what I want, yeah, yeah. we want. Right. And so my wife is more into that stuff. So she she does all these posts and then we market on Pinterest and Pinterest is also a search engine. So you basically go in there and you type like dentist and like all these cool, like DIY dentist stuff comes up, but they like, also these nice offices show up and you keep seeing like our offices. You're like, oh, cool. Like they live by us and, or their offices are by us and they come in or they'll directly from Pinterest click on a pin. Like I'm not an expert on this Pinterest but so they'll <laughs> click on a pin, I believe, which will lead us to a landing page and then they'll fill out a form and come in. So Pinterest is one of them that the ROI mm-hmm. like is it, great. Um, and then all the other ones are you like, you know, like Google and Facebook. All that stuff works. Instagram works. We haven't marketed on TikTok but we're on TikTok. TikTok's one of those things where it's crazy. You can do something and go viral. We had a friend who posted like a braces thing and he has like 20 million views you know and we posted this thing like braces color has like a million and a half views i'm like this is insane you know youtube's one of those two where you posted i had this one where it's me going through this orthodontic adjustment and i'm like hey this is braces and these are the colors yeah you got it like a million views i was like well, what the hell like i yeah. don't get it like i don't yeah. get it and then some you put all this time into you like oh this, Special! This looks amazing. Like two views, like, oh, <laughs> <my gosh." laughs> and it's you refreshing.
0: You feel like those views
1: are you refreshing.
0: Oh man, that's interesting, dude. Pinterest, though, yes, I, I never. The people look into you. So what do we? What do we do? Like, what do we take pictures of our office, of our teeth, patients? What? Yeah. So I think like, and once again, my wife is doing a lot of this stuff, but she will
1: take beautiful pictures of the office or take pictures of like, Hey, we're doing free whitening or we're doing offers on zoom and like make it look pretty to pin. So it's like this different dimensions, but you can repurpose all your Facebook stuff. If you have nice Facebook, like other pictures or videos, you can repurpose that and pin it. But like, I think that people that do really well in Pinterest are very active. They're pinning like all the time, like multiple times a day. So it's just like, you just want stuff that's super aesthetic. And my wife is better than that than me. I'm good at like executing stuff. She's very much the artistic one. Um, yeah, so we do something that's pretty. It can kind of semi-go viral. And the beauty of, I said, Pinterest and YouTube is that it's like forever, ever. You know what I mean? Like I have videos that we did on YouTube from like two years ago that suck, I think. And they're still getting like thousands of views a week, you know, it's, and it's just like, it costs you basically nothing to make that And when people were seeing that, and then somebody's going to see like, we have tons of people who are like, oh, I saw you on YouTube. I'm like, oh, okay. But like, I guess this, like you thought it was good enough to come in, you know? Yeah. So like, it's, it's the random other stuff that I think it's, is neat. And it's different because everybody's doing Google. Everybody's doing Facebook. I don't, I think those things are amazing, but it's like, Hey, let's do these other things that are slightly different that maybe not as many people are doing. And it just kind of like sets your part just a little bit.
0: Yeah. That's good, man. I like that. I like that. Yeah. and it's the yeah. perfect yeah. like demographic that, like, we are all kind of looking for. You know what I mean? Perfect. It's so perfect. Yeah. yeah I like that. What? Yeah. Really quick. What's the name of your practice? The one that we mainly work at is Thrive Dental
1: and Orthodont. They're not all the same name. So the last four are. So, but it, it, like it took us a while to figure out what that group we were doing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we went to some <laughs> conferences and they're like, oh, each office should be like a little family office and it should be dedicated to that position. So our first office was Breckenridge because it's in this Breckenridge park. Like, oh, Breckenridge, Denton, so I go Breckenridge down in the north of God. I'm like, cool. And the next one is Oak Brook because I like to some oaks and brooks and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, personally, I think it's, this is my personal opinion. I could be wrong. I don't think it's a terrible idea because if you're going to do multiple, if you're going to do one, cool, name maybe whatever, because it probably doesn't even matter in the yeah. end. But name, um, it's better if you're doing multiple to have the same, in my opinion, and people have done it differently. I know people at 50, 60 offices, uh, pretty much every office is different. <laughs> but from a marketing standpoint, like it's so much easier. And like the brand recognition you knows like if we put up some stuff that has Thrive, we can put it out in Frisco, but that doesn't, like it can still market for our other offices. And then you don't have to like rebrand everything and in. everything involved is so much easier. Um, It's just way, way better. So once we, once we switch, so I'm like, okay, like everything's going to be like this. It's just, it's branding is so important. If you're going to do multiple, even if you're doing one, I think branding is important. But I think, you know, it, it just gets more and more important the more and more you do, I think.
0: Yeah, thrive. So all of them are going
1: to be thrive now. Yeah. Time. Who knows, but maybe a couple of years we'll switch it up. Because <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know like specific Dental will be a good one. But uh, specific Dental out West, of will you guys. It's all Pacific Dental and all that stuff. Here, it's mainly called Modern Dental. Like, they, they've switched it up. Like, Modern Dental or something. And then Western Dental, which has, like, hundreds of offices out in California. Here, they're <laughs> on of called like, Smile Best. Or they're, they're, they're different brands. But as far as, like, I mean, I just think branding is so important. Like, if you have a good brand, you open up the next office. And they're like, oh, cool. Like, we already know that brand. Like, it's so, it's so much easier, I think.
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. It's easier yeah, on, yeah. on the wallet, too. What, yeah. yeah? throughout this process, Nate, Nathan, from the moment I guess you signed the first lease till right now, today, what can you recollect where it's been like, man, that was my biggest struggle, my biggest fail, pitfall. What would you say is some <laughs> of them? We're like, I feel like, I feel like
1: the only reason we succeeded is because we we're just like so naive and we're like, we're going to work as hard as we can not figure it out because we made, so here's something. Okay, so we have like our first week First week that we opened, we had this specialist who's coming in who's going to help us, the period on us. And he's like, um, okay, like, yeah, my fee schedule's slightly different. So we're going to have to enter to open dental. Could we use open dental? They wouldn't have to use, uh, we have to enter to open dental because it's slightly different. Yeah, yeah, that's your patient's will set of fee schedules. And we're like a weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, What's a fee schedule? (laughs) He's like, (laughs) so and I was like, oh yeah, we just like kinda go by office but we're in network with all these insurances. So we if you're people know, we were supposed to go in and enter each fee schedule into the computer. So when a patient comes up with insurance, you give them the correct fees. And so, like, it was just a mess. Not Like, that was number one. Number two, we were sending claims electronically without a clearinghouse. So, typically, you'd send it to somewhere and the the clearinghouse would then send it to the insurance. So, none of our stuff was for the insurance companies. Um, It was just, like, I mean, there's so many. We had this one girl who we thought she knew what she was doing. Our very first, like, quote-unquote manager and she literally turned to our other assistant and she was like, I don't know what I'm doing. With like in front of the patient. And I was like, i like like And we like, dude, this girl doesn't know what she's doing. So we let her go. And so her friend's like, Oh, that's my friend. So she left too. And I was like, oh my God. Like it wasn't so like there's so there's so many things and uh um I'd say like the one, yeah, it was nuts. Like there's so many things. I was like, how did we make it? Like, that's why I did say I stare at the wall. Like, what, <laughs> what? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what is that claim? Like, what is insurance? It? Like, should we be opening this office? Like, this is a thing you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of that. So if your, your listeners are in the first like fourth or like one to six months of opening, like there is hope. You don't know what you're doing right now, but there is hope. And it can be awesome because now I literally will, will go to offices. Like I work like three days a week. With patience, with patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on my off days, I'll kind of come in. and I'm like, no, I'll run reports, making sure things are running. And I'll ask them, like, hey, like, are things, everything's good? And everybody's like, yeah, everything's cool. I'm just like, all right. Like, you know, there's there's nothing, as, it's nothing to do now because the systems are, are running properly. But, like, it takes so long to get to that point. So, um, but yeah, we made a lot of mistakes.
0: A lot. Yeah. Yeah, like, to build the systems around those mistakes. I mean, like, so... I guess you got to have those mistakes, right? In order to make these systems yeah. happen. And um, I don't know, man. Sometimes like you really got to fight to not to micromanage either. You know what I mean? Like you're like, mm-hmm. you're not doing that right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. let it happen.
1: I, I think like, um, luckily, luckily I was part of my wife too, which is good at <laughs> that. To yeah. uh, but then I also had this. Uh, so we our very first hire ever is now our regional manager. So she's been with us since day one. And luckily, we had a good enough relationship where she could be like, Hey, like, Dr. Nate, you, you're something like this isn't making sense. And you need to chill out. Like, you're, you're too much right now. Because yeah. I'm intense. I'm like, Hey, I want to. Like, I'm just like, I have lots of energy. I'm like, Ah, let me look. Like, and she's like, you're, you're actually hurting. You know, they're hurting the practice and the flow and how you're doing it. And it takes, it hurts your ego because you're just like, dude, I don't want to do it. But then you have to take a step back and be like, Okay, ego, chill out. Like, oh, maybe I should take a step back because people don't want to be micromanaged, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you, you're able to take a step back, like that is what things, all like awesome things happen because people feel empowered and they start, you know, treating patients better and they're happier and they bring on their friends and they bring on their family. Like it's just such a, like a beautiful thing. When you micromanage, it is just like, man, it is, it's it's rough. It's not good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that does hurt. Whenever your, your team yeah. member tells you like, hey dude, you're, it's falling apart because of you. You're like, I made it. Yeah, now, what are we talking about? But then, but then you exactly. But then you look back and you're like, oh, it is fun. That means you're humble, man. That's good. You're a humble guy, man. That's that's I try, good.
1: <laughs> I try. My 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 wife keeps me humble. <laughs> so my staff never thinking me humble. Like you're not that smart. I'm like,
0: I, know, yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought of the brand logo. They're, you are know? pretty good. Like, whatever. Oh my <laughs> I know. Hey, that leads so, me to one of my last questions. I want to ask you about yeah. this, like. Because yeah. you are working with your spouse. How has this like affected your personal life? That's a good question. So
1: I know like a lot of our friends have significant out there uh, that are in the dental field too. So they, they work with them. And uh, with us, it was hard, man. Like it was really hard. I, I would say I don't recommend, this is me personally, once again, I don't recommend it if you're in the same space doing the same thing. It's too tough. Like if I was a general dentist and she's a general dentist, it's too hard because I would be like, okay, let's do this, let's do this and this. And she would say something different. And it's tough. Like when we, this is a good thing, having a good regional manager too. Well, at that point, she was just an assistant, but she was good enough to tell us like, hey, like, it's not cool when you guys are coming in, kind of bickering about the business or about anything else They like, it creates a weird vibe, you know? So yeah. and that would happen when we get in there, it's like, oh, we had something happen at home. So you kind of bring it in. Like you can't separate that, and you're the owner, so nobody can really tell you like to stop it. And so it was that like that part was really tough. Contrary to that, now that we have very different roles, like she's very much the artistic. She makes all of our stuff She she made our website. She has all these other talents that is amazing. Like she's good at taking pictures. So that made it we're in a totally different roles. So now we can like it's we synergistically lift each other up. Mm-hmm. So initially we have, it was tough to find that balance and be we like, Hey, like we can't both be the alpha If you're like, this isn't going to work. And so it's more like, okay, cool. After a while. And after we were successful enough, we'd say, okay, like I'm going to be the systems person kind of driving the company. You're going to be the artistic, like we call her the heart of the, yeah. the practice. She goes in there, she's like super loving. So she'll to talk to the patients or staff and just make sure everybody feels like appreciated. And because that's one thing as you grow, like, man, it becomes too like quote unquote corporate where it's like ice cold. So she makes sure like that's a big thing of ours. Like when we are growing, we're not going to be this like, it's like heartless corporate. Like we're going to be, that's why we want to make sure we're giving to compassion and That's why we want to make sure we're promoting from within. That's why we have like my wife to make sure she's going around to all the offices to make sure people feel like loved and heard. And that's like a big thing. We use like love all the time in our offices Yeah. Right? it's like, we, 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 I've had, like, for us, it's, it's, it's weird coming from a guy, but I'm like, I think it's, it's, yeah. it, cause it, it promotes, like, you're like, Hey, like we deal with a lot of females. And so you just have to kind of like come down to the level. You cannot be creepy. about But yeah, it, like comes from the heart. It's like, Hey, like, I love you. Like, this is a great like situation. Like, I love working with you. Like, this is awesome. So hopefully yeah. we can keep it up. That's, that's our
0: goal. Dude that man i love that like we don't say i love you enough just in general in life like yeah. all of us we don't you know what i mean and we all when we can you know what i mean so that's really yeah. awesome to have like a heart and a yeah. brain you know what i
1: mean <laughs> yeah know. yeah exactly. exactly
0: operation is it yeah do you guys ever kind of like get home and you're like hey let's not talk about work or anything like that
1: or, yeah. how does that work uh, yeah so for us we had um especially when we we're working together we haven't cut up time like at, now it's not as bad because it's we don't see each other as much at work. So when we get home, we're like, "Hey, we need to discuss some things." But especially when we we're at work and then talk about at work at home. So it's like seven thirty ish. We're just like, "Hey, cut off! Like it's no more. Like no more work. Let's just talk about whatever. Let's watch Netflix. Let's do whatever we gotta do." We just like literally cut it off. And like I was very specific and intentional about that because you need to get away from work. It like, works cool. You know, that's good. It's a failing. It's, it creates an income for you. It's, it's awesome. But if you can't ever cut off from it, it's tough. And that's one problem when you're working with your spouse, because it can literally be all day at night, you know, work. And so if you're not intentional about being like, Hey, like this is the cutoff time. It can get like, yeah, man, it, just, it affects everything. Like, it's not, not like sexy for your relationship. They're talking yeah. about work all the time. It's like you need to be intimate. You need to be like, feel like closeness. If you don't, if you don't turn it off, it just it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, that's true, man. And I like I like the fact that you um, y'all had a I guess office manager or assistant at the time who was able to tell you like, dude, that is it is so awkward when like two people are fighting and they come in and then you're just like, um, should we just go home? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) What do I do? Whose side do I go? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's so awkward, man. That's it's good for anybody listening. Like, if they're in that position, like to let their like employees know. Like if you feel weird, like let me know. Right.
1: Yeah. It's important. Like I really do think that helps us so much. Like you have friends that can tell you that it's important. Guys will mainly be like, dude, you're acting like an idiot. <laughs> but you know, like having having friends is good. But like, yeah, somebody in the office you who you can like be real with, like who isn't afraid to tell you like, Hey, you're being an idiot, like, stop, like this is not cool. Or you're being super insensitive there, you know. I understand your stress may be insensitive because if you don't have that, you lose that connection with the rest of the staff. And sometimes as guides, we're so like, alpha-ish. We're like, Oh, like we just powered through it. And it hurts the relationship with everybody. And like, what's the point of all this? Like we're in this because we want to have these amazing relationships like with everybody. That's like, why you know, I love our staff. And that's another reason we do this. Cause I want to be able to like, I want my staff to crush it. Like in life and with our offices, I want to pay them as much as I possibly can that is like an honest to goodness goal. And that's been with us forever because these people are freaking amazing. You know, like if we could just, if we could make like billions of dollars so we could pay everybody a million dollars, that'd be amazing. Like that's what I want to do, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's
0: not realistic yet.
1: <laughs> I want like, I to do I so much. They're so awesome. Like they're such good
0: people. You know? and, uh, how big is your staff? How big is your team? All of everybody?
1: Um, so we probably have like 50 or 60-ish people somewhere around there.
0: Dang, Sixty million dollars, right there. If you were to pay them that long. <laughs> <laughs> a million. Oh, that's the lofty goal. So. Yeah, twenty, twenty. Look. Oh, let's go. 20, twenty i I'm sorry. I know. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Sixty but, million just to pay our staff and then everything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah zero profit <laughs> <laughs> but nobody's quitting so you know i work for you man i'd be like give me hey for real though give me a practice man if you're gonna have 150 like give me like a percentage of one of those I'm like i'll hope out that's nice nathan man i appreciate your time thank you so much man you're a blast if our listeners want to reach out to you pick your brain do anything like that where can they find you
1: so probably the, the best spot is on social on Insta. It's probably the best of Thrive Dentistry. Uh, that's the one I've been looking at the most, respond to the most. Everything's already there. So yeah, we, we listen to that a lot.
0: Awesome. So guys, if you want to go in the show notes below or in the description below, um, reach out to Nathan, uh, pick his brain a little bit more, see how you can contribute to his 170 practices that he will be <laughs> opening by next year. Watch. We're, we're, we're laughing now and we're like, man, look. You're at three hundred practices, and we were thinking like it was impossible. But now you're at three hundred, like two years from now. Watch, watch, it's gonna happen. Got to think bigger. You gotta think bigger. Three hundred is so small. What are you talking <laughs> about? Uh, no, but man, Nathan, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure, and we'll hear from you soon. Thanks so much, Appreciate it. Nathan, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure, bud. I can't wait to bring you back on um, sometime in the near future and see how many <laughs> how many practices you got going on right now, man. Uh, if you can. Throw me one. (laughs) Throw me one and then uh, we'll see what we can do with it. But awesome, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank your wife as well uh, for everything you guys are doing for the community. Guys, if you want to reach out to Nathan and pick his brain a little bit more, I'm going to put all his links in the show notes below. So you can definitely go in the show notes below, reach out to him one on one there. Or if you want, you can also join the Dental Marketer Society. We can talk about the episode. Um, dive deeper into other episodes uh, talk about that as well in that Facebook group and that Facebook group is growing we have officially passed a thousand members so let's keep it growing guys keep joining that's going to be the second link in the show notes below so make sure you join the podcast and then when you join just let me know which one was an episode that you just listened to recently that you appreciated and don't forget as well The 10,000 Patients Ebook, guys. So much work went into that from my team, myself, and the people you listen to on this podcast. It's all in there. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes below. It's going to be the first link. And when you click it, there's also a video that kind of just shows you what's inside the book. If you want, you can watch it to see what's inside the book. But honestly, I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, We've already gotten so many people who love it. It's completely free for you. So go download the book, 10,000 Patients, Tested and Proven Methods to Bring in New Patients This Week. Also, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I really, truly appreciate you guys always playing uh, the podcast wherever you're at. Some of you guys take screenshots and show me that you're listening to it at the gym (laughs) or while you're doing cardio um, or while you're driving to work or while you're at work, right? Things like that. So it means a lot. It really, really does mean a lot. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.